what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Sir, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you're struggling with those drugs and you're struggling with that alcohol and you're struggling with that gambling. But I'm here to tell you today, you've got the power. The power is in you and it's in you because your faith is in Christ and what He did at Calvary. You can lay those things aside. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, and move down if you will to verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And this morning I want to use for a subject, preaching a few minutes, no excuse, no excuse. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to stand before the people and the minister your word. Lord, I thank you for everyone that has come out this way. Lord, this morning I ask for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon me. Help me, Lord, to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word. Lord, I pray that your word will go forth today and accomplish that for which you will have it to. And we're just careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. I want to address two questions today. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get around to the main one. We may, we may not, but... It's a question that a lot of you have probably asked or thought about, and it's this. If Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior is the only way to heaven, what will happen to those who have never had an opportunity to hear? That is the question. It wouldn't be right. For God to condemn a person to an eternal hell who did not have an opportunity to hear the gospel. 
So if this is an excuse that God will accept, the person stands before God one day and they are being judged and they say, I never had an opportunity to hear the gospel. Will God let that individual into heaven because they never had an opportunity to hear? Is that an excuse that God will accept? All right, follow the thought for a minute because here comes question number two. If that is an excuse that God will accept, wouldn't it be best for us all to be ignorant of the gospel? I want to answer that question first. No. No. There are great benefits in the gospel of Jesus Christ that you and I need now, in this life, right now. And the gospel, look at the countries of the world. The countries that have little gospel have little freedom. The countries that have more gospel have more freedom. The countries that have no gospel have no freedom, none whatsoever. The gospel is what has opened the door for the Holy Spirit to have access to this world and to the hearts of men. And if the hearts of men were not changed down through the many centuries, through and by the power of the Holy Spirit, my friend, you and I would not even be here today. Mankind would have long destroyed himself. There's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many drug addicts and alcoholics have been set free because of the gospel of Jesus Christ? How many people under the sound of my voice today, were it not for the healing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you would still be sick. But because of what Jesus did for you at Calvary and his healing power, you're able to walk into this service today and worship God and serve God. How many, how many marriages today... How many marriages have been put back together because of the gospel of Jesus Christ? How many people would have never been born were it not for the gospel of Jesus Christ? How many people were on the very edge of, of, of having a nervous breakdown and taking a gun and pulling the trigger and killing themselves, but because the gospel of Jesus Christ got there in the nick of time and they accepted Christ as their Savior and they're alive today preaching the gospel somewhere in the world because it is a power. There's a power to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a powerful thing. And we need it. It's desperately needed today. How many of you under the sound of my voice today, if it were not for the gospel, you'd be buried with moss growing over your tombstone? No, my friend, ignorance of the gospel is not an excuse. It is a curse. 
Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Hosea 4 and verse 6. God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Look at that. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Paul answers that first question. What about people who have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel? What will happen to them? Paul answers this question in the first three chapters of the book of Romans. The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, is making a point, and he's leaving nothing out, and he's leaving no one out. In chapter 1, Paul deals with the Gentile world who did not have the law. They did not have the Ten Commandments. In chapter 2, the Apostle Paul deals with the Jewish world who did have the law. When you get down to it, both groups, either with or without the law, both groups failed God. And Paul comes to the conclusion, Romans 3 and 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Paul didn't stop there because he went on into verse 24. And he tells us that we can all be saved. Despite man's failure, God made a way. For all of us to be saved. Romans 3.24 Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I want to look at that verse for a few minutes today. Because there's a lot said there in that verse. And if you don't understand what's being said, then you're going to, you're going to miss some important things here. So, let's begin with the first two words of this verse being justified justified what does that mean it means that when anyone makes no difference who it is when anyone comes before God on the grounds of what Jesus did at the cross they come before God and they say, God, I am a sinner, please forgive me. God will forgive them. God will forgive them of their sins and, and never remember those things against that individual anymore. It is just if I'd never sinned. Just if I'd never sinned. And again, let me say this. If God has forgiven that individual and has washed and cleansed them from their sin and has forgot about it, then you would do well to forget about it as well. Being justified freely. Look at that word freely. Salvation is a free gift of God. You can't earn it. You don't have enough money to put in this offering plate to earn salvation. Although, please feel free to put in as many zeros. Make sure you put that decimal point in the right place. But I don't care how much you put in that offering plate, sir, it's not going to save your soul. 
You can't earn your way. It is a free gift of God. Being justified freely by His grace. By His grace. God had every right to destroy Adam and Eve, to wipe them off the face of the earth when they sinned in the garden, because he said, in the day that you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. God had every right to carry out judgment right then and just start all over. But instead, he sent his son. He sent his son. God became a man came into the human existence, experienced everything that a human being experienced in a physical body. He lived a perfect life to be the perfect sacrifice. He died, was buried, rose again the third day, and his resurrection is proof of his perfect life, and his resurrection is proof that God accepted his sacrifice for the sins of mankind. Freely, being justified, freely by his grace. That is the grace of God. And his grace is extended to you today. Through the redemption... Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption. What does that mean? The word redemption means that a price was paid for a slave. A price was paid for a slave. You and I are held captive to Satan because of sin. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to do what he does. But that sin debt was paid at Calvary's cross. Glory to God. That price was paid. Well, you say, well, Brother James, you just don't know what I've done. Brother James, I've done too bad. Brother James, I've gone too far. God can't forgive me. Oh, yes, he can. Because the price that was paid. You see, Jesus was crucified. He was crucified. He suffered the most painful, agonizing death that one could ever imagine. And he suffered it for the worst of crimes ever committed. So I don't care who you are and I don't care what you've done and don't need to know what you've done. Only God knows and he died on that cross for you. Despite what you've done, he died for you, paid that price, an awful price, so that you could go free. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There is no other name under heaven whereby men might be saved. Do you hear that, Free Will Baptist? Do you hear that Methodist? Do you hear that Pentecostals? Do you hear that Muslims? There's no other name under heaven whereby you might be saved. Buddha can't save you. Muhammad cannot save you. Confucius cannot save you. I got news for some of you. Donald Trump cannot save you. Only Jesus Christ came into this world and died on that cross for your sins. That's it. Jesus Christ. His name and His name alone. It's the only name whereby we might be saved. Now, friend, 
what I've given you this morning is the gospel. What I've given you this morning is God's gospel. It is God's answer to man's problem. This right here, what I've given you, is a God-centered gospel. It's not a man-centered gospel. It is God's gospel. And the Apostle Paul said, Romans 1 and verse 16, he said, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. Why? Why would anyone be ashamed of the gospel? Why? Well, Jesus was crucified. And that's where the shame comes in at. Because Rome crucified people by the thousands. And when we look at the artist's portrayal of Jesus hanging upon the cross, the artist painted a, a, a loincloth around Christ, but... When people were crucified, they were crucified naked in front of the whole world for all to see. And it was a shameful thing. Rome used crucifixion. And they crucified people publicly. It was nothing to walk into a major city of the Roman Empire and see men hanging upon a cross outside the city gates. It, 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 was, it was psychological warfare if you will. It was Rome telling the people out here, if you come against Rome, this right here is going to be the end result. You don't want to mess with Rome because there's where you'll be. It graphically portrayed the weakness of the perpetrator and the grandeur and power and greatness of the Roman Empire. And when people would walk into a major city and they would see one condemned hanging there on a cross, my friend, you didn't want nothing to do with it. It was a shameful thing. A shameful thing to be crucified naked in front of the whole world. But Hebrews 12 and verse 2 tells us that Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. Jesus Christ endured that pain and agony for you and I, and He despised that shame. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know... To the Jews out here, it's a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, it's foolishness. But unto those of us who are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. Now, it, it, it's foolishness because much of the world looks at that and they say, James, 
how in the round world can a man hanging on a wooden gibbet 2,000 years ago, dying on a cross naked for me, how in the world can that be the power of God and what good can it do for me? It's foolishness, Brother James. Well, it might be foolishness to you. But the moment you place your faith in what he did, glory to God. I said the moment you place your faith in what he did, you'll know, you'll experience the power of God in your life for yourself. And God's people said, glory to God. It is the power of God and the salvation. How? How is it the power of God? When Jesus died on Calvary, he paid that sin debt for all mankind, which opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a way like he was not able to do previously. And now the Holy Spirit can actually come into your heart and life that's the power. That's the power. For 1,600 years, the Jews had the law. And when God gave the law, the, the Jews looked at it and said, Oh, we can keep that. No problem. But for 1,600 years, they, they failed God. No one was able to keep the law of God perfectly. They knew what to do. They knew what not to do. But they didn't have the power to do it. Oh, but when Jesus died on Calvary and paid that sin debt and opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come inside, you've got the power, mister. Glory to God. I said, you've got the power. The choir sung that song this morning. Y'all thought I was back there in the back room praying, and I was, but I heard you singing this morning. You've got the power. I said, you've got the power. Glory to God. I said, you've got the power. Sir, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're struggling with those drugs, and you're struggling with that alcohol, and you're struggling with that gambling. But I'm here to tell you today, you've got the power. The power is in you, and it's in you because your faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary. You can lay those things aside. You don't need those things anymore. It's not an issue of Brother James, if I get saved, I gotta quit this and I gotta quit that and I gotta whatever. It ain't an issue of you having to quit. You just don't want those things anymore because God has changed you down on the inside. Oh, good grace and mercy, I'm running out of time. I ain't ever gonna get to this question today. The power of God. How is the gospel the power of God? Jesus died on Calvary, opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come inside. But now wait a minute. It only works through and by faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Romans 1 verse 16. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. That is the key. Faith is the key. Faith is the only currency that God will accept, but it has to be faith in Christ, who He is and what He did for you at Calvary's cross. 
faith to everyone that believeth. Two things I want to look at here on this point. It's to everyone. It's to everyone. It's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a Hispanic thing. It's not a Japanese thing. It's not something for the women. It's not just something for the men folk. It's not something just for homosexuals or the heterosexuals or the transgenders. Or It's for everybody. For everybody. To everyone. Why? Because all have sinned. And God has provided a salvation for everybody. But the key, again, that believeth. That is the key. So, people out here have to hear. So what about those who have never had an opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. What will happen to those folks? Come on back next Sunday morning and I'll tell you. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 